Hello and welcome to Subcultured, a podcast exploring subcultures from around the world. I'm your ringleader, Jake Brennan, and I'm joined today weighing at 180 pounds, Joanna Graham. Hello. And in this corner, weighing 295 pounds, Ben Hymans. Hello. And in this corner, weighing an astonishing 2,579.3 pounds, <laughs> it's Jake Babbitt. Hi, guys. This episode is very important to me, so I hope I don't get too emotional about it. Oh, there we go. Comedy genius, look out. Fuck you. <laughs> Christ. I thought last episode was bad. I'm also just trying to work out how much Jake said I weighed, because I'm terrible at conversions <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> They're all 100% accurate. You can quote me on that. When did you weigh me? Is that why I felt some <laughs> movement in the bed last night? <laughs> You'd be so annoyed if you found out what that really meant in weight. <laughs> Oh, so guys, this is a very similar question to last week, but what's your favourite underrated sport? Hmm. Ben, what would you say is your favourite underrated sport? Oh, well, there's one in particular that is always my go-to, which is uh, the grand old sport of cheese wheel chasing. God damn it, Ben! It's going to be mine. (laughs) Go on, tell them what it is. Well, basically, you get a whole village together, you get them all the top of a real steep hill, you take a cheese wheel, you roll a damn hill... And they throw themselves after it. First to the bottom keeps the cheese. What more could you want? It's very wholesome. You made a mistake not going first there, Jake, if I stole yours. But you've got to come up with a different one. That's okay, it's fine. I wasn't like I was a fan or anything. (laughs) (sighs) Joe, what's your favourite underrated sport? Squirrel obstacle racing. Oh. Excuse me? If you go onto YouTube, you can type in squirrel obstacle course. And you can find an account of a man, an engineer who used to work at NASA, I believe, who tries to come up with a way of feeding his birds in the garden without the squirrels stealing all the food. And he set up this really elaborate obstacle course for them. And he's given all the squirrels names and he's ranked them all against each other and given them challenges and stuff. And there's like, there's a proper league table, I believe, now and stuff. Oh my God. It's amazing. Jacob, how about you tell me your absolute biggest favourite underrated sport is? I'm going to have to go for competitive slapping. Ooh. I, I have recently come across this, actually, on, uh, on the old YouTube. What? It's basically what it sounds like. Two people square up, and then they take turns slapping each other in the face as hard as possible. There's judges, obviously, to kind of score it, or if you knock the person out, you win it automatically. So it's, uh, it's the future. Wow. How about we talk about today's subculture? Uh, which is, as you've guessed already from the title, sumos. And our expert in this corner, that's not really how sumo wrestling works, is it? It's not wrestling. But Jacob, you are our expert today. Educate my ass on sumos. Yes, well, sumo, which translates to striking one another, is a four-contact sport where a wrestler attempts to force his opponent out of a circular ring or make him touch the ground with any part of his body other than the soles of his feet. It is considered the national sport of Japan and can trace its origins back to ancient Shinto agricultural rituals. And to this day, it's still highly ritualized and ceremonial. Wow. Before I begin, just a quick word on terminology. In this episode, I'll be using the term sumo wrestler. I'll also be calling them their Japanese name, their Japanese title, which is Rikishi. What, like Rikishi the wrestler? Exactly like Rikishi the wrestler. Wow. That's why he's called Rikishi. Yes, indeed. Because he looks like a sumo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk more about these guys later on, but can you guess what the top-ranked sumo wrestler is called? Oh, it's another wrestler name. I've heard this before, and it's gone. Well, the Rikishi Supreme. 
<laughs> the Rikishi Supreme. <laughs> the big sumo. Double Rikishi. It's another wrestler's name, another sumo-based wrestler from back in the day. Samoa Joe. No. <laughs> That's the mm. only wrestler I know. Mm. Stone yeah. Cold. <laughs> Stone Sumo. <laughs> Triple Sumo. <laughs> the <No>. Under Sumo Taker. <laughs> I'm running out of wrestler names. John uh, Sumo. John Sumo. But no, shall I tell you? Yeah. I think the whole episode should just be me making <laughs> pun names about the word sumo. <laughs> yeah, we go for the entire roster ever. Eight hours long. But yes, it is Yokozuna. Yokozuna. Oh, oh Yokozuna, of course. Yep. How did I not? I've actually watched a match of his. Yeah, so there you go. Why is Rikishi called Rikishi? Why is Yokozuna called Yokozuna? Because sumo. Which makes the sense, sumo. because they're sumo-based wrestlers. Right. Maybe we should start with our classic question. Can it take Wales in a fight? I mean, we all know it can, by pure will, but what are the numbers like? Well, I mean, it could take Wales in a fight in, like, a sumo ring, but if it's just a general melee, eh, probably not. I suppose there could be some mass behind it. Like, how many people does it take to take down one sumo? Ooh. Because I don't think I could take down a sumo on my own. <laughs> really? Do you think? <laughs> These are, like, athletes. I think everyone always underplays how much muscle is under that mass. Oh, definitely. That's the thing, because they have to carry that body around, which oh, is, God, like... Yeah. Weighs, I don't even know, what, 300 pounds minimum? Do you think the four of us combined could take down no. one sumo? No, absolutely no way. No. <laughs> what if we all have a limb each and then one goes for the head? Is that like the fight scene with Thanos in, uh, <laughs> in Endgame? I think it would be like when kids like sit on dad's feet and then he walks mm. around and he's like, God damn these heavy shoes. <laughs> fun. So if we were going to do. For every four people to one sumo, that still makes the population to beat 70,000, Yeah. There's not that many sumo, <laughs> actually. <laughs> what about oh. sumo fans, though? Because, of course, the subculture would also include oh. everyone who watches and is a fan of sumo. So it'd just be a load of regular people going at each other with, like, a boss fight at the end just in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> So the total number of sumo wrestlers obviously goes up and down as people retire, people come in and stuff. But it's around 600 to 700. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is due to the way the sumo divisions are done. So there's six divisions, and most of them have strict requirements on how many people can be in certain ones. So, for instance, Makuchi, which is the top rank, can only have 42 people in it. Whereas Johnny Dan, which is a much lower one, can have around 200. It's a bit more open. But it, there's a definite upper limit on how many sumo wrestlers there is. That's more than I thought it would be. See, I think that's less than I thought it would be, but I've got very little concept of how many people take up these kinds of sports. Mm. That's the thing, isn't it? Because it like requires so much hard work, so much skill, but also it's like, unlike a lot of other sports, it's like really heavily to do with your genetics. Mm. Yes, well, shall we get into uh, how to become a sumo wrestler? Yes, please, because yeah. I want to become a sumo. I mean, I, I don't really, I know I couldn't do it. <laughs> Who do you think out of all of us would make the best sumo? I think me, probably. Why yeah. is that? Is that just because you're the biggest out of all of us? Probably. I mean, fair. <laughs> <laughs> ben, you eat like a horse. And that feels like you need to have that ability to first know what to cook and then eat all that stuff to maintain your energy. Okay, so let's find out then. Jacob, how do we make Ben become a sumo? Well, we've got to go through a couple of requirements first. So, okay. number one. You need to have at least nine years of education. Take that. Done that. Yeah. 
This means that a lot of new recruits of Sumo start at about 15 or 16, straight from junior high. Right. You need to be at least 87 kilograms. How much is that in stone? 13 stone. Oh, that's, wow. 13.7. Yeah. Oh, I Ooh. easy check that box. Oh, fuck, I check that box. And this was more of a requirement back in the 90s, but you need to be at least 5 foot 7. Okay. So I couldn't do it then. I'm just too short. This prompted 16-year-old Takeshi Harada to have four separate cosmetic surgeries over a year to add six inches of silicone no! to the top of his head no! in order to meet the requirement. <laughs> six inches of what to the top of his head? Silicone. No. That's brilliant. No. At least he did it at the top of his head and not like... Have you heard about how people stretch their bodies? It's horrible. Yes. Oh, God, it's awful. It's supposed it to be really the most is. painful thing you can do. Mm. I want to see a man with six extra inches of hair. So is this like <laughs> a cone-head man? It sort of is. It's, it's Takeshi. So it's T-A-K-E-J-I. And then Harada is H-A-R-A-D-A. Jesus. <laughs> it's okay. So we need to describe the image. So it's basically young man being measured by another man. Now you've got a usual kind of looking man. Fine. But then he's kind of got a bit of a mullet thing going on, and the measurement stick stops at the top of his hair, insinuating mm. that the extra five inches are literally just head. Shave it off. I want to see the cone. How long ago was this? This happened in 1994, and because of the kind of the embarrassment around it, they relaxed the restrictions on height. <laughs> I want to see him in a hat. <laughs> That'd be like a top hat. (laughs) But uh, Joe, speaking of you, if you wanted to become a sumo wrestler, uh, unfortunately, you can't. Oh, Oh. is it because of sexism? Yes, basically. uh, It stems from from Shinto and Buddhist beliefs that women are impure because they have periods. Well, that's true. You don't want to, like, sumo wrestle in a thong and then, like, blood splurts out of you. And everyone's like, eh! The real reason, though, is because women are genetically, you know, more likely to have big bums, which means we'd have too much of an advantage. Also, we've got boobs, more weight. (laughs) Seriously, lower center of gravity as well. Yes. Fuck, it's just fear, cowardice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I should probably answer that question now. Why is sumo wrestling so big? That simply comes down to the fact that there's no weight categories for sumo. So the heavier you are, the more of an advantage you have. Because obviously, right. if they can't shift you, then you're going to win. This reached its logical conclusion with the heaviest sumo wrestler of all time called Yama, who weighed 265 kilograms, which is nearly 42 stone. Now, wrestling has broken me, because in my head I was like, yeah, yeah, it's not Andre the Giant, though. You know, it's no big show. <laughs> There's not much of us Andre the Giant, though, is there? No, he's a wonder of the world, as they always say. Fun fact about him, he's also the heaviest Japanese person in recorded history. Wow. Oh, wow, that is and mo- cool. And motherfuckers doing squats as well. Like oh, you've got to do squats. I bet squatting is like the main way you work out as a sumo. I think that's where yes. I'd probably uh, fall down on being a sumo, because my knees are awful. Ah, yeah, you need those strong <laughs> knees. That's the thing, because when you watch people do sumo wrestling, they spend the whole time squatting almost. Yes, that is known as shiko, uh, also known as the shikari. It's... Kind of a, a strange combination, really, because it's a stretch, obviously, with the leg goes in the air. It's mm. a deep squat, and it's also got a ritualistic side to it, because as they stomp their foot down, they're symbolically stomping bad spirits away. Ah. That's why they scatter the salt as well, isn't it? Mm. To purify the ring? Yes. 
can I flesh out a theory that I'd like you to confirm, Jabs? So back in day, being a larger person normally meant that you were quite wealthy because obviously you could eat more and you could retain weight. So were they very well paid at all? Well, yes and no. Like I said, there's six ranks, but unless you're in the top two, you're basically considered like a trainee or an amateur. So Yokozuna makes about 3 million yen a month, which works out to about 318,000 a year. So quite a lot. That much though, like the Yokozuna no. is the top top yes. guy, right? Yes. Like if you compare that to wrestling, mm, or like NFL or or the NFL, yeah, any yeah. any star who's the top of their industry gets mm. normally paid millions a year. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't turn down that much, but yeah, it definitely is a lot less than a. So is that because they haven't like as we were saying earlier, it's not as like corporatized, like there's no sponsorship and stuff. There is sponsors and stuff, but of course, it's very contained to Japan itself. It's not like a worldwide sport. It should be. I'd watch it. It should be. It should be, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the money the Yokozuna gets. But if you're in those bottom four ranks, you basically get like a pittance, an allowance, essentially, and that's it. God. And is it like in professional wrestling in Japan as well, where you're almost like a ring boy? Yeah, so it's going to come on to this. So if you're in these lower brackets, you're expected to do chores. So like cooking, cleaning, running errands, all that kind of stuff. But you're kind of almost like a manservant to the uh, two top ranks, known as the secretory, even to the point where you wipe sweat from them after training. Uh, mm. And in some cases, you even help wash them if they're very, very large, because they, obviously they can't do it themselves. Would you have to have to like wipe their bum because they're like so big they can't reach? <laughs> that wasn't in any of the <laughs> things I read. I know it sounds like I'm trolling. I'm genuinely serious. I've always wondered. Like, obviously, they are flexible because you mm. see them do some really yes. impressive stuff. Yes. But like... You don't know how mobile they are in all directions? I think, you know, at least in the official stuff, no one's going to say, oh yeah, they wipe the arses of other wrestlers. Mm. For obvious reasons. But I'm sure it happens in some cases. I'd like to imagine some sort of, like, bicycle wheel with a rag. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. That'd be pretty good. <laughs> just one guy pedaling and you just back up onto it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, they'd go forward to you. I mean, if I was squatting, I wouldn't want to shuffle. I mean, just get a pressure washer out. That's a much simpler solution. Oh. That'd be a low-key pressure washer. Mm. That'd be taking more than We've shit We've already off. established you're going to have probably like quite strong muscles back there, so you'll probably be able to take it. It'll be fine. Probably, yeah. yeah. These are like gods of among men in nappies. Not nappies. What yes. are they called? I keep referring yes. to them as the wrong thing. Yes, you're referring to the mawashi, or loincloth. Fun fact about them, they don't wash them. What? No. <laughs> no. They're made of silk because obviously they fall apart. So they, they kind of like rub salt on them. Now that's the worst job is rubbing salt into the dirty pants. The loincloth of the expert sumo. Imagine if you like, you get like a little sore or something. You've got salty pants. Oh. And this is the thing as well. There's a real kind of superstition about them. So if they're winning, they'll keep wearing the same one. But the second they start losing, they'll change to a different colour. Or to like just oh. a different pair. It's like, these are unlucky now. I know it's really complicated to tie them up. You know, it's a skill. Yeah. Mm. Do they ever use that as a strategy to be like, I know, I'll undo my <laughs> opponent's <laughs> loincloth and it will come undone and they'll be so embarrassed that I'll win. Well, here's the thing, actually. If a wrestler's mawashi comes off, he's automatically disqualified. Oh. So technically, yeah, you could use that, but they're so tightly fastened that it doesn't really happen very much. Silk's, it comes apart in the wash, but if you try and pull silk, I think it's quite durable, isn't it? Mm. 
it's all like one piece of cloth that's like wrapped around and around. I was meaning like if you like untangled the first part, it would just come off, wouldn't it? Or is it like really? It's really wrapped around them. The last time uh, Mawashi actually came off in a competition was in 2000. Whoa! It's 21 years since it's happened, so they're very tightly uh, put on. So, shall we quickly talk about the diet of a sumo? Oh, yes, please. Because we need to feed up Ben if we're going to get him to I'm really hoping it's like high-protein all steak. Fingers crossed that's what we're going for. (laughs) Well, first of all, when you wake up, you don't have breakfast. We've got to slow that metabolism right okay, down. I already that. I know it's really bad, but I just I usually can't stomach a meal in the morning. I'm too tired. Hey, me too. We're already sumo. Yeah. <laughs> the traditional sumo meal is a thing called chankanabe, which is a stew of various meats and vegetables, and it actually looks quite nice. Yeah, that, that sounds solid. I'm a big fan of meats. I like stew. It's eaten with rice, uh, and they drink a lot of beer as well, because obviously beer's Excellent. got um, a lot of calories in it. The average wrestler will eat between six to ten bowls in a sitting. However, one wrestler called Takamasugi apparently once ate 65 bowls in one sitting. Jesus, that does sound like you, Ben. It does, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) After this, they're encouraged to take a siesta, obviously again for more weight gain. This. this is honestly my ideal life. <laughs> Eat loads of stew, which I would happily do, and then have a nap. Great. Sign me up. And this is all oh. lunchtime, is it? This is all lunchtime. This is after you've done your training. Oh, fuck me. We're in the wrong business, guys. <laughs> What's the rest of the routine like? Because surely it's not nap and then back to bed. So, in the mornings, lower ranked dressers get up about 5am, uh, and secretary, so the top two divisions, get up about 7 and then it's just hours of training, essentially. Ah. So it's weights, it's stretches, it's technique drills. By the end of it, they have just deep bruises. Because if you imagine, if you're just charging into someone constantly for hours, you're just going to be bruised and battered. And I have a, a quote here. I once met a retired sumo wrestler who ran a restaurant in Hakuba. He was very keen to talk about his life as a rikishi, but when I asked him if he enjoyed it, he looked at me as though I'd just spat in his food. <laughs> so... Wow. It's a tough life. It's a tough life, especially for those the lower ranked ones where you're doing all this and you're cleaning and you're cooking God. and you're doing God, everything else as well yeah. for a couple of pennies. Remember I said they, they um, start about 15 or 16. A lot of them retire in their early 20s because wow. they just, they have a dropout because they can't handle it or they're just not good enough to hit those top ranks. And so they say, well, I'll just do something else instead. I imagine it is hard to do a career of sumo like long term. Yes. Like, it must be quite tiring on the body. Yeah, Christ. Even the best don't last until after 30, really. It's a very short career. So I've already missed the age bracket for being a sumo. Basically, yeah. We're, uh, we're past that prime. But say you like the food, you're good at training, you're strong, you're tough, you're extremely heavy. You become the Yokozuna. When you reach the rank of Yokozuna, you can't be demoted. So once you're there, oh, you're wow. there. However, you're probably not there for very long. Once you hit that rank, the expectations of you just go through the roof. You're expected to win constantly, or at least Ooh. be like the top two. So if you lose a little bit, or you know you lose a tournament, or you're slowing down a little bit, they'll be whispering to you again, "Buddy, about time to give it up." Jesus. It's not unknown for Yokozuna to drop out of a tournament with injuries in the verticomers if they know oh. they're going to lose later on. Oh, I see. So even if you hit that top rank, you're not really going to reap the benefits for too long. Wow. 
So how about we go for a little piss break and I will get my loincloth on. Um, what's it called again? Etna Mawashi. Mawashi. I'm going to give my Mawashi a good washi and I will <laughs> and we'll catch up. I'm so sorry. That was so... That was, that was really such bad. bad taste. I'm so sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and go for a piss. All right. See you in a bit. having a little wee-wee that I would tell you about subcultured social media on Instagram and Twitter at subculturecast that's subcultured cast on Instagram and Twitter if not you can catch us on all good audio platforms such as SoundCloud, iTunes and Spotify under subcultured and if not, why not have a look at the network we're all part of, Podcrams, where you can listen to other amazing podcasts. I really think you should do that. And if not, when you're done, you should go and listen to previous episodes like Chili Eating and Witches. But I'll let you think about that for a little bit whilst I go and uh, check on the bus. Mind those brake fluid levels, they always go wrong. Love you. Ah, well, that was great. I'm so happy we had that lovely piss break, and I'm sure nothing will happen to the bus. Jacob, you referred to a dark side to this subculture. Mm. Dark side of the moon, if you will. How about we dig into that? Yes, let's get dark, shall we? Yeah, oh, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> It's very easy. Well, I was going to say very easy for us in the West, but I guess generally anyone outside of Japan to look at Sumo and go, it's just a couple of big lads fighting, isn't it? It's all a bit of fun. I feel anyone who says that has literally never bothered to watch a match, though. Because, like, the moment you watch even a semi professional sumo wrestler, you're like, whoa, that requires so much skill. But the thing is, we're educated now. We're, we're getting the facts. I'm talking about the, the man on the street. Yeah, if you've never seen it, I guess. Yeah, mm. yeah. If you've only seen, like, kind of cartoon images, you know. If you just watched yeah. Austin Powers' Gold Member. Oh, Christ. That's where you get your education from. Yeah. yeah. But as with all professional sports, as with any kind of franchise, really, there is a dark side to it. And this ties into our other classic question. Has anyone ever died of it? I'm scared, Jabs. I don't like this. Where's this going? No one's died in the ring. However, in May 2021, so very recently, the wrestler Hibikiori died oh. as a result of the injuries he received in a match um, oh, after landing on his head. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ! As with all professional sports, there were doctors in the arena. However, it's customary for them to wait until a wrestler gets up before um, administering aid. When he landed on his head, he was paralysed instantly. Yeah. Which meant, obviously, he didn't get up and couldn't yeah. get up. And so they just left him for minutes, just laying on the floor. Oh, God. I imagine landing on your head must be really rare. Because, like, you hardly ever see them actually get off their feet. Yeah, it's just one of those unfortunate things. It's just he got, like, almost, like, hip-tossed and just landed 
or yeah, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people obviously get injured because it's a contact sport, but this mm. is the extent is like, I don't know, a sprained ankle or sometimes they get knocked out, but never, never this yeah, bad. Like, you get toughened up by learning yes. it. You have to be tough yeah. to do it. Yeah. I suppose the other thing is you say land on the head and you're probably thinking flat on the top, but it doesn't take much of a land on like the side of the head to twist your neck yeah. funny, does it? Yeah. Christ, yeah. no. Oh, well, do you want another death? Yay! Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, go on. This is a big one, and this coincided with a couple of other things that really affected Sumo's reputation in Japan. In 2007, a 17-year-old trainee, Takshi Saito, died as a result of a brutal hazing incident. From his trainer. They're called Stable Masters. He hit him over the head with a beer bottle and then <gasps> ordered other wrestlers to assault him. What? Oh, what? I bet that's quite common as well. Like, Unfortunately, the, I know the so. hazing generally in those types of industries is really normalized. Yes. Yeah, same with wrestling and yeah. well, rugby and all those kind of things. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's all about, you know, you've got to toughen these guys up. And so yeah. it was a massive scandal. A trainee as well, like fucking hell, like the weakest, lowest of them all, like big fucking tough men, like literal sumo wrestlers, you need to pick on a boy. Brings meaning to the phrase, pick on someone your own size, like quite literally. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Someone 200 pounds heavier than that, please. Mm. This coincided with a lot of other stuff. So around the same time you had wrestlers being caught match fixing. (gasps) They work it like in wrestling. That's so cool! Joe, they work it like in all sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired, everyone. So you've had two kind of big scandals. Some wrestlers were forced to retire after they found out they had ties to the Yakuza. Shit. Oh, I bet again that's probably quite common. Yes. So it was a very rough time for the uh, sports. But on top of that, you also have, especially nowadays, now that we're, uh, there's a lot more of an emphasis on kind of being healthy. So how does that translate to like a sumo lifestyle like i'm not saying that sumo lifestyles aren't healthy but like if there's less emphasis on weight gain but also there is emphasis on weight gain because that's the very nature of the sport is whoever's heaviest generally tends to be the best how does that pass that's the thing it's more about the standards of how much weight you're supposed to gain oh so i see so it's maybe more to do with like individuals and how much weight they can personally carry yes oh that's nice actually yeah, as you can imagine, uh, obviously diabetes, high blood pressure, arthritis, heart attacks, all these things are kind of associated with sumo wrestlers because, of course, all oh. that mass. This results in a life expectancy being 10 years lower than the average Japanese male. So God. it's a good thing that they're actually thinking about this a lot more and going, okay, maybe we should pull back a bit because it definitely affects lives. It's really interesting to think how it will shape the sport, though. I could see it being more lean, more kind of... Uh, just pure muscle, muscle based, yeah. yeah, yeah. How about we see me on something a bit lighter? We've had doom and gloom and death mm-hmm, and shit, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> Give us some funsies for the, uh, the tail end of the show. Yes, well, I'd like to talk to you about the Naki Sumo Crying Baby Festival, if I may. What? What? Say Naki, again? The Naki Sumo Crying Baby Festival. Oh, crying. Oh, not crying. I thought you said crime baby as well. Crime baby. The baby Yakuza. Like part of the baby verse with Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine trying to do a getaway in Little Tykes cars? <laughs> oh, it's adorable and terrifying. <laughs> uh, yes, this is a festival that's been held throughout Japan for over 400 years. Held on May 5th, so unfortunately we missed it, but maybe next oh, year. shit. This is based on the folk belief that the loud cry of an innocent baby has the power to ward off demons and evil spirits. 
And it's also like a ritual to kind of pray for the good health of the babies and stuff. So two babies compete, in inverted commas, by being held by sumo wrestlers in a sumo ring. Uh, and then the first one to cry wins and is giving a blessing of good health. The wrestlers are encouraged to make the babies cry. So they'll bounce <laughs> them in their arms, they'll make loud noises, they'll do funny faces, all to make the babies cry. Wow. The imagery of this is surreal as fuck. It is. You've uh, just got a really happy, chubby man holding a baby that's having a really bad time. <laughs> yeah, it must be uh, a real strange thing to go from brutal training to holding babies. Competitors must be between the ages of 6 to 18 months. So uh, I think we've missed that one a little bit. Ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, and uh, around 100 compete a year, so it's a uh, quite the event. That's more than most niche sports. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, a very strange baptism, I guess. You know, you get the family together, you get the baby, you get a sumo wrestler, it's, uh, it's a good time. That's yeah. one I would not like to see live. <laughs> no. it just get really annoying. Yes, definitely, yeah. Well, how about we call it there on that bombshell, that meaty, stewy, nappy bombshell. <laughs> no one's a nappy bombshell, Jake. No, no, it's a nappy <laughs> bombshell. <laughs> oh, and you can never clean it because that will not come out of silk. That's why women can't do it because as soon as oh, you get a period, ah, it'll shit. be wrecked. Oh, no, you just got to wear just it. Just wear a red one, you'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> well, this was a fun episode, eh? Learned about a new sport that I'm going to try and push Ben into one way or another. Are you just going to start force feeding him butter? Yes. I'm down for that. I'll be honest. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thanks, guys. This is a good episode. Thank you, Jacob, our expert. We are the Subcultured Board of Tourism, and we apologise for this message. Thought you'd seen the last of me? Not bloody likely, you swines. You can find more from the ragtag bunch of hooligans by searching Subcultured Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Plus, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Subcultured on your podcast platform of choice. Subcultured is part of the Pod Crabs Network at www.podcrabs.com. It is well good. No one wants to hang out with Mr. Cumbie, so sticky. Mm.